0: It was the day the Prairie Dogs lost the big playoff game. Marley missed the winning shot. She felt awful. She wanted to quit. Good morning and welcome to West. My name is Amy Burton. I am one of the clergy that are affiliated here with West. Um, We are glad that you're here this morning. I remind you to put your first and last name in the chat box. Uh, We are giving away a free pair of Apple. AirPods. Um, So every time you worship during this sermon series your name is entered and next Sunday at the end of worship we will draw for the Apple AirPods. So remember to put your name in. If you're new here uh, I encourage you to put to text the number you see on the screen to let us know that you're part of the West community. Now I invite you to listen to this song as we prepare for worship. Ever wonder why you feel the way you do? We'll get to know your emotions. When life gets you down, that's when sadness takes over. This is sadness. With a caring touch and a kind heart, sadness leaps into action to let you... I said sadness leaps into action. Sadness? Oh, sadness. this morning we are looking at the emotion of sadness. I think it is uh, one of the most difficult of the emotions for us to talk about because it is most difficult for us to deal with. When someone is feeling joy or happiness, it makes us happy to be around them. When they are feeling anger or fear, we know what to say or how to act. But when someone is sad, we tend to keep our distance from them, to not want to be around, to shy away, or even try to ignore what they are feeling. For this reason, a lot of times people who are dealing with sadness just continue to spiral into a deeper sadness than they've been in. I was talking to a friend recently and telling her that, um, you know, I was preaching today and Andrea had given me the emotion of sadness, um, and she told me a story. Uh, Several years ago, her granddaughter was staying with her, and at the time, her granddaughter was two years old, um, and they were reading a book at night like you do with, with young children, and her granddaughter looked at her and said, I'm feeling sad for my mommy now. I think I'm just going to cry a little bit. And so her granddaughter cried, and then she stopped, and they finished the book, and they went to bed. And I thought to myself, wow. Wouldn't it be nice if we, as an adult, when we're feeling sad, could just cry a little bit or just be sad and it would be okay? You see, society likes to think of everyone as happy and having everything together. We even teach people that sadness, and specifically crying, is not acceptable. We tell people that crying is a sign of weakness. It makes you look like a girl. Big girls don't cry, it doesn't accomplish anything, just cheer up. Those are some of the sayings that we use. But sadness, which often prompts tears, is a real emotion and one of the most fundamental that we experience. When we read scripture, we also see that Jesus himself wept. It is also important to note that sadness and crying are not the same thing. Sadness is an emotion that we feel, and crying is a response to some emotion. You may cry and not be sad, or you may be sad and not cry, but tears are what really trigger and let others know that you're dealing with some sadness. And one of the things that people don't like to deal with at all and why they will back away is when they see those tears. You see, it's okay to be sad if we understand why you're sad and it's a short-term thing. But if you are sad for a prolonged period of time, people just don't know how to deal with it. As I started doing research into sadness to try and understand it a little better, the first thing I did was look up the definition. And the definition said, sadness is an emotional pain associated with or characterized by feelings of disadvantage, Loss, despair, grief, helplessness, disappointment, and sorrow. An individual experiencing sadness may become quiet or lethargic and withdraw themselves from others. Now, as we get into talking more about sadness, I want to be clear that I'm talking about the emotion of sadness this morning and not depression. Because we don't really understand mental health in our society, um, we really back away from people who are sad because we fear that maybe they're dealing with depression. Um, And they're different. Uh, Sadness, we know the cause of sadness most of the time, something has happened. But depression is a sadness when we really aren't sure why it's happening. And we can't seem to um, break away from it. So I just want you to be clear of what sadness is versus depression. And if you're dealing with depression, um, I know Andrea has talked about this a number of times. I encourage you to seek out medical care. Um, Don't be afraid to say, I need help. Um, See a doctor, a therapist, because it is a real issue that is part of our society and we need to deal with. So that's depression, and um, I, I just didn't want you to think I was ignoring that topic today as I talk about sadness. So today we are looking again at the emotion of sadness. There are a number of studies which have found that sadness is not only cathartic, but it can improve our memory, make our judgments more accurate, and increase motivation. Knowing that sadness is temporary can be a useful tool when tackling tough times. It is okay to feel sad. We tend to treat sadness as if it were something wrong. For those experiencing sadness, it can make them feel alienated. But it's important that we look at sadness as a normal part of our emotional life and allow it to be expressed in a healthy way. So if we look back at that definition of sadness, sadness is an emotional pain associated with or characterized by feelings of disadvantage, loss, despair, grief, helplessness, disappointment, and sorrow. Being sad has its own range of feelings. It can be simple unhappiness or it can be a deep sorrow, pain, or suffering. I'm sure that all of us at some point in our life have dealt with sadness. I've felt sadness many times in my life. There was disappointment that I did not get the job I wanted or I didn't make the team I had been practicing for for months. There was sadness at the loss of a job or the end of a relationship. And I have lived with grief. When I was 13, my dad died unexpectedly. The grief and sadness was pretty unbearable for a long period of time. And I heard a lot of those sayings I mentioned earlier, especially, why can't you just be happy? What I personally have found is that when I allow myself to feel the sadness and work through it, I have been able to be a better me. On the other side when my dad died I was angry I was hurt and I was mad I was especially mad at God which then also made me feel ashamed I had been confirmed in my local United Methodist congregation just a few months earlier and I'd learned about this God of unconditional love and grace but I sure wasn't feeling it at that time It took me a lot of years to get to a place where I could look back on that time and see that it had shaped me into a better person and how it has allowed me to listen more to God. What sadness does is allows us to experience a wide range of emotions. When we are feeling sad, we also may feel anger, disappointment, fear, and anxiety. Psychologist Richard Solomon says, in order for us to feel and know happiness, we must first understand what sadness is like. It's like the metaphor that you've heard. You need to walk a mile in someone's shoes to understand them. We need to feel sadness in order to appreciate and know happiness. Though it may may be hard to appreciate sadness in the moment, it still plays a crucial role in our lives. When we allow ourselves to feel a wide range of emotions, both positive and negative, we have better mental health. It wasn't until I was an adult exploring my call to ministry that one of my clergy mentors told me it's okay to be angry with God and to feel sadness over what I was feeling about being let down in that moment. God understands our emotions and what drives them. Sadness is vital to our well-being. We may have wondered at some point what purpose sadness serves, but dealing with sadness can help us be more compassionate, more empathetic, and more understanding. It makes us a more well-rounded emotional individual. If I have dealt with grief, I may not know exactly what you're going through when you are dealing with grief, but I have a better understanding than I would have had if I had not dealt with grief myself. The same with the loss of a job or a relationship. When we've experienced that sadness ourselves, we're better able to be compassionate and understanding with others who are dealing with sadness. We have a full range of emotions that we experience in order to make us those well-rounded individuals, not one dimensional people who don't feel anything. When we allow ourselves to feel emotions, and when I say emotions, I mean all emotions, we can feel a deeper sense of happiness and contentment, even when it is mixed with sadness, fear, and anxiety. The emotions I felt following my dad's death helped shape me into who I am today. Yes, I lost some friends because they couldn't deal with my sadness or they didn't want to understand what it was. But I also made new friends who helped me understand who I am, that it's okay, and that God loves me. Um, that was a time that truly shaped me into who I am today. And it's important for all of us to allow that sadness to be a part of us, to embrace it, not suppress it, to know that the tough emotions are just as important as the good emotions. Instead of avoiding or denying sadness, we need to work through it and understand it is important for our well being. This morning, I want to read a scripture to you that has to do with our emotions. It comes from the Gospel of Luke. In Luke, it is called the Sermon on the Plain, but Matthew also records it as the Sermon on the Mount, and it gives us the Beatitudes or the blessings. So Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 23. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, Disadvantage, loss, despair, grief, helplessness, disappointment, and sorrow. Doesn't that sound just a little bit like the Beatitudes, the blessings I just read? A blessing is a performative language, a pronouncement that causes the reality it names to happen. Jesus says, blessed are you when you are poor, hungry, weeping, hated excluded reviled and defamed this blessing exists by divine power it is startling for us to hear Jesus pronounce those blessed who are usually considered disadvantaged less than not as important in Luke's gospel the pictures Jesus it pictures Jesus as reversing the norms of everyday life Luke makes it clear who is a recipient of god's gracious favor blessings and woes are not suggestions for the good life with a list of problems to be avoided a blessing or a woe is a divine pronouncement it does what it says such a view of god's word which accomplishes what it says is not a familiar one for most of us it speaks of only words yet as followers We must believe these words as the actions that they are. Reward is promised for those who are faithful to the Lord, even when they are cast out, reviled, poor, hungry, and mournful. The biblical message is not only that God redeems us, but that God blesses us as well. Beyond their individual words, the Beatitudes call us back to the power of blessing, and being blessed sadness is not something we should try for so we can receive god's blessing that is not what the passage is telling us we should not romanticize poverty and hunger and grief but this reminds us from this scripture it is not the last word either it is telling us that when we are in those dark times and we all have dark times that God is present with us and in those dark times when we can focus on God we can be and are blessed we can see ourselves in the way God created us and as the people God has called us to be God has great hope for all of us God wants us to find joy in our lives and in God we deal with all forms of sadness it is part of daily living if you, in everything that we do. If you know someone who claims that they've never been sad, know that they're not being honest with you and encourage them to explore their feelings. There are many times that bring sadness to us and many things. Right now, there are a lot of people feeling great sadness, We are sad because the 2020 school year didn't end the way we wanted it to for our graduates, both high school and college. We are sad because people have lost jobs and the economy is in trouble. We are sad because it has become very clear that not everyone in this country is treated equally or even acknowledged. We are sad because life is not normal. We are spending large amounts of time in our homes, away from friends and loved ones. We are sad because we can't do the things we want to do. All of these experiences of sadness are real. I encourage you to allow yourself to acknowledge your sadness that you're feeling and not try to hide it. I can look back on the times in my life when I have been sad What I see is through those periods of internal reflection and relying on God, I am a better person than I was before. I was able to use those periods to not knock me down, or at least not for long, but lift me up to be more compassionate and understanding, to appreciate happiness and joy when I experience them, to learn who my friends are, and to know that sadness is not the last thing. My prayer is that you too can learn to experience sadness in a way that will lift you up and make you a more rounded emotional being. As we wrap up this morning, um, as I was doing research and reading, I found a poem. Um, It is by Levin Ken. I know nothing about the poet. I don't know the basis for writing the poem but um, I really felt like it spoke to the emotion of sadness and it's called the thing about sadness the thing about pain is it won't last forever and it kills you right now but with time it gets better the thing about scars is that they all start to fade until nothing is left of the cuts that were made the thing about today is there's always tomorrow And if you can't find your smile, I have one you can borrow. The thing about help is beside you it stands, but it won't know it's needed unless you reach out your hand. The thing about love is you can't feel its touch until you let someone know that this world is too much. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, We thank you that we are able to feel all emotions, Lord. We know that sadness is hard to deal with. We don't like being sad. We'd rather be happy and joyful. But Lord, you help us to grow and to be better, more rounded people through the times uh, when we deal with darkness and with sadness. Lord, help us to always stay focused on you, even in those darkest times, knowing that we are blessed by you and that you will walk beside of us, you lead us, and you love us. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, immediately following worship, we'll be amped. Our kids and youth worship experience so stay tuned for that also Christy and I will be filming talk back which will be um, available starting Wednesday so if you have questions uh, please please put those in the chat box so that we can discuss those and talk back with you Um, and as as you depart this morning uh, hear this that I pray that you will allow yourself to be a well-rounded emotional being and if you are dealing with sadness know that it's not the last thing, that God's got you, that God loves you, and God lifts you up. Amen.